I'm going to venture a guess and say that it's one of the, it's probably one of those things that you don't need to have done to know that you don't want to do it. Yeah, I, I would I would say it's definitely not like touching the stove as a toddler, you know, where you're like, I have to do this yeah. to know it's bad. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody advocating going around saying, please shoot me. I want to know what it feels like. Welcome, everyone. This is the A Better Way to A podcast, and we are your hosts, Jordan and Andrew. <laughs> <That's> my name. <laughs> I'm Very Andrew. professional. And uh, going to see how this whole thing goes. Um, I guess we could start with, uh, I want to give a little introduction about yourself, Andrew. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I am uh, a dad. I am uh, a college graduate with a, <laughs> I have a bachelor's degree <laughs> in multimedia. Uh, didn't use it. Didn't help me at all setting this didn't, up. <laughs> didn't help me at all <laughs> learning how to make podcasts. Um, uh, I have been a dog sitter and a firearms instructor. Um, I am neither of those things anymore. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Awesome. And I am Jordan, <clears throat> excuse me, the owner of a better way to a, and we are friends, uh, who just decided to do this as a podcast because we have great conversations and want to include everyone in on them. Um, and inclusiveness is what the brand is all about. Exactly. Um, Good stuff. So there are a ton of things to talk about, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and apologize in advance for the hammering. Um, there's a my my house is a, a perpetual construction zone. It's been under construction since I moved in in 2014. So just constantly manning, hammering. It's it's a little window into my life. Uh, just every day of my life, <laughs> just constant chaos. Just, and that's okay. Yeah, there's <laughs> chaotic life is a happy life. Yeah. Uh, who said that? I just did, and I'm going with it. Okay. <laughs> please, please, I need it to be <laughs> don't, true. Don't challenge me. <laughs> oh man. So, what is your uh, like? What's your what's your take with with gun culture in general i guess we can we could start there um you know, like what's your experience with it what do you what are your opinions on where we are right now where we've been oh man such a big question but i love it um giant so i am not a cop i'm not a soldier i've never been either of those things um i was always super interested in guns um for i don't know why for some reason i was just always drawn to guns and like action movies as like a child, like a very young child. Um, and I didn't actually get into guns until I was in college. Uh, I took my, my grandpa's uh, Springfield 1903 with me that he, it was a, it was like a, you know, bring back from his uh, world war two and Korea days. And that's awesome. Uh, he had brought it home and sporterized it because it was not yet a faux pas to do that, uh, to surplus stuff back then. Um, 
So that was my that was my first gun, and then I bought a 1911 because I wanted to be cool like my granddad. Who I two world wars, two world wars. That's right, (laughs) and that was me for a long time. Um, And I was just a just a self taught enthusiast, and then I realized that I wasn't very good at shooting, so I started getting instruction. Um, And I was like, hey, it's super fun and rewarding uh, to shoot and get better and have this skill that is like tangibly growing every time I practice it. Um, and, uh, I just got really into it. And then I got into, I started learning about the laws of, uh, you know, like gun control and gun ownership. And I became a pretty radical libertarian uh, almost overnight. (laughs) Um, it's amazing how that happens. And yeah. And so, you know, my experience with gun culture from, from sort of the ground up like that has been, this weird cross section of like really performatively masculine uh, authoritarian types and a whole bunch of really like greasy counterculture types. And like, <laughs> you know, like just, uh, uh, you know, if people think of, of gun culture as like monolithic and, you know, the, the domain of like, you know, traditional big government Republicans. But um, I don't know, man, I've, I've met all kinds and I've, I've a lot of my friends I've gotten into guns and they're all weird kind of weirdos like me. Um, and I think some, some of the most, some of the most like just by default, uh, tolerant and inclusive people I've met through the gun community. That's awesome. Um, as opposed to just like, you know, anywhere else in my everyday life. Um, but also some of the most like vile and insufferable people I have also <laughs> met through yeah, the uh, gun yeah. community. So it's, I feel like it's, that says a lot about groups of people in general. I, yeah, I, mean, I, I guess I, I, I guess hit it the is nail on the head for sure. But yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. I, you know, not to be too broad about it, but you know, my my experience has been pretty pretty mixed, um, and um, I'm just I'm always trying to be more chill and more inclusive and just a, a better, more accepting person um, because that's what I want that's what I want gun culture to be. And I think that that's how gun culture survives in uh, an increasingly authoritarian um, geopolitical landscape. That's awesome, man. I, yeah, I, I kind of feel similarly to, to all that. I mean, um, and, and just for anyone listening, we're either one of us where uh, Andrew and I are not professionals by any means. We, <laughs> in, yeah. I think that was in one of the first things of, that, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. one of the first things that we kind of, we kind of, put out on the table before we decided to do yeah. this, this podcast here was I yeah, mean, I'm, even I'm not a professional podcaster. I'm not a professional. I'm not like a firearms professional, legal professional, political no. professional. I literally so obviously, was a dog sitter for like six years. <laughs> You're more qualified than most. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. And, and same, you know, I, I, uh, we shared a video on, on the better way to a page a while ago of me actually trying to run splits for, uh, for one of our friends, uh, Yellow Peril Tactical, they they do everything oh, on Mondays. I love and, that movement. Yeah, they're they're awesome. And um, I will tell you, I'm going to come clean right now. Um, I have never done it. Uh, well, uh, so that was my first <laughs> time doing it, and because yeah. unfortunately, all the ranges in Connecticut are are fuddy as hell and um, really don't allow you to do any kind of any kind of 
no rapid fire, no drawing from a holster, things like that. <laughs> oh, so, man. you know, I, I was, I was kind of like a, uh, like a puppy dog in a window staring at all my friends having a good time, you know, doing all these cool things. Like, and, I want that. I want to go in the woods. That. I want to be there and do that. <laughs> I want to go and, to uh, there. <laughs> finally got, uh, the opportunity to do that and was as expected, um, pretty awful, but that's, uh, you know, but it's so I, fun. It's so it fun to get out there, you know, and it's I'm t- such t- a, I'm such a gifted kid, like a former gifted kid, you know, and it's like, I, I was like mildly above average in like first grade. And so they were like, you're going places. And so now if I'm not like excellent at anything right off the bat, I'm like, I don't want to do it. I want to try it. <laughs> Your you first know? grade teachers ruined you. <clears throat> yeah. And so that's what, that's one of the things that, that shooting kind of broke for me was that it was like, you know, oh, I'm bad at this but like everybody's starting off bad. Yeah. You know, and, and every time I do it, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's not like some skills that I've tried where it's like, there's, there's a, like a steep learning curve where there's like, you know, I don't, I feel like I'm floundering for a long time. It's like every time I do it and get out there and practice the next time I go back, I'm like, Oh, I can see that I'm better. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's the great thing about <clears throat> practicing something with like measurable results like that. I mean, you, you have a, speaking of splits, split times and and things like that, you know, you have a grouping on a target and you have times in between each shots. uh, For those who don't know what that is. Um, Those are like hard metrics. Yeah. Hard metrics. And you, your improvement is measurable and your, your problems are measurable. And it's, uh, it is nice. It's definitely, I mean, I forget what it's called, but that um, it's like that bell curve of learning. You know, when you first get into a hobby or a skill, you're like, oh, I'm great at this. I know everything. Like everyone feels like uh, yeah. their pistol permit <laughs> yeah. or I don't know what, what state everyone's listening to this in. But, you know, I remember, I don't know, 12 years ago when I got my pistol permit. Oh, yeah. We like, don't need Man. those in Texas anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> Texas, Texas is a... Uh, is a very interesting state, but one thing they got right was, uh, was that permitless carry. Um, yeah, we could, we could talk more. You know, I get, I get, yeah, frustrated. good stuff. I get very <laughs> frustrated with my, my, uh, state politicians. Um, uh, same, have that conversation. Though. Same. And it's funny cause you're in a red state. I'm in a blue state and we're equally yeah. frustrated with politicians. It's yeah, funny that's how right. it works. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that uh, I forget what it's called when you when you first get into something and you're like I'm great at this and then you learn a little bit and you yeah, realize like you, how you don't bad know you enough suck. about it yes to know and then you realize like people know so much more than you and you're like wow I suck again and it makes you want to get better because you're like wow this is just there's this infinite amount of knowledge out there that I uh, realize I don't have you realize you know like good people have forgotten more than you know yeah oh yeah. And that, and that humility is like such an important part of it too. Cause I, you know, I thought it was hot shit when I got into it and you know, I started getting my NRA instructor certifications. I was badass. like, Ooh, I'm badass. I can put yeah. this on a business card. <laughs> NRA <You know>. instructor. <clears throat> yeah. And then it's like, and then I start meeting like real instructors and I'm like, Oh, Oh, yeah, I you see. almost don't want to tell people you're <laughs> yeah. an instructor anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're going to judge me hardcore. Yeah. You know, and I, I was, you know, my, my situation, you know, I was like, Ooh, I'm a firearms instructor. I was teaching brand new gun owners, uh, basic gun safety and like how to clean their guns. Uh, and I was getting paid cash by a gun, (laughs) by a gun store that, um, 
man, I don't even know if I want to go into this. We could save it what, if you'd like. What, no, what wonderful people, but it, it was a <laughs> it was a strange situation. Um, but I was I was being I was being paid cash, um, and there was no like insurance, and there was it was a I was too young to know what a what a shady situation I was. Yeah, in. I, yeah, I hear that. Now you know. The more you now know. know. Now I know, yeah. and now I know that I am in no position to instruct anybody, and instead am seeking out more knowledge for myself. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and that's kind of, kind of where I'm at as well. You know, I have my NRA instructor <clears throat> certification. I've taught a couple of friends. Um, you know, friends who I know have a, at least like a baseline knowledge, or, or are fairly receptive. Um, for you know, I mean, my my experience with firearms has been, I I was in the military for six years in the reserves, and anyone who's been in the reserves or the military knows that, um. If that is not an automatic. There are plenty of people who like to pretend it is, but that is not right. an automatic qualifier for being good at firearms, good with firearms. Um, That's one and, of my uh, favorite things to get in an argument on Facebook about. Is, oh, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. Being in the military doesn't make you good at that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, you just, you just say that and they'll come to you. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Or an even spicier one is uh, not everyone in the military is a hero or even a good person. And then oh. watch what happens with that. Oh no! Just oh, no. Send, send out that bait and, and, and stand <laughs> that's, back. That's dangerous. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But it's—I mean, true. I, I've met some fantastic people uh, in the military, and I've also met some people that you're like, "How did you get here?" And I was yeah. probably that person at one it's point. Like they gave my, you uh, a gun and a command. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a story for another time, I think. But okay. Um. But, no, well, I mean, as, <laughs> put a pin. Yeah, exactly. But point is I got out of the military and, or, well, I would say by the time I got out of the military, my, my, uh, viewpoint was much different, but when I got in the military and especially once you're out of boot camp and SOI, you're like, man, I am shit hot. I am. Yeah. I know everything. I, I, kept I did a, uh, boot camp. motherfucker. I did, <laughs> yeah. I learned how to kill people. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you learned how to shoot paper and you learned how to trip through the woods for two months. Um, but, those uh, are important. Those are important uh, building blocks to kill yeah. people. Oh yeah. Well, I tripped through the woods for six years. I never got better at that. That was. Oh yeah. It's just slightly better at covering it up, I guess. Oh. Um. Good stuff. But uh, yeah. As far as uh, I I back to the whole gun culture thing. I guess there there's, I feel similarly to to you, Andrew, in the sense that uh, I think. I've met some of the, so ever since starting a better way to a, and the whole reason, just a little backstory here, I guess, um, better way to a was started unofficially after the pulse nightclub shooting. Um, when I had, um, and I know, you know who they are operation blazing sword. Yes. Uh, fantastic organization. Um, I, I forget how I heard about them, but they were looking for people to volunteer their info, mm-hmm. um, either as members of the LGBTQ community or as allies uh, who, uh, so that people could reach out to them for questions and yeah. information regarding firearms and things like that. And I did just put out there, you know, uh, my firearms experiences that I'm a gun owner. And I, I think at the time I was still in, in the military. Um, and I said, you know, I, I'm an ally and I'm happy to answer any questions that anyone has. For and, sure. I, I did the same thing and, you know, oh, awesome. And this was, and this was back, you know, this is like, uh, 
long after my my NRA certs had expired, and I I was like, should I even fucking like bring that up? But yeah, I was one of like uh, three people that signed up in San Antonio to be like you know quote unquote instructors. Well, that's cool. And and I you know I was up front. I was like, look, I'm not like an act. I'm not a, like this is not my career. I'm not actively doing this. I just I teach people to shoot as like a favor, as like an an activism thing, you know. But there weren't that many of us in San Antonio that signed up. So I think I only trained like one one person. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm still friends with, with them on, on Facebook. That's cool. That's um, essentially what happened with this. I mean, we I, I put my information out there. I got a call from uh, a gay couple in a town, like two towns over from me. Oh, cool. Um, and they were, you know, they said, hey, you know, we have we have a pistol in the house that was given to us. Um we, we know how to shoot it sort of, but we've never taken any kind of formal training and yeah. we just want to know if you can go over some things with us. And I made it clear to them, same thing, you know, I'm not an instructor. Uh, I just have my experience and I'm happy to share that with you. But, um, I ended up teaching them and they were super grateful. And I found like through them that I had no idea, you know, at the time in, in retrospect, I was like the baseline gun owner that I think most people kind of operate in that, that sort of mentality where it's like, I carry a gun for my protection. I right. think I'm going to save someone one day, or I hope, you know, I hope I can be there for someone one day or something like that. This, you know, this fantasy that I think some gun, gun owners have. Um, not that yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, it's like they're, but. they're, you know, carrying a gun and they're like, you know, I, I hope this comes in handy. Not, I hope I never have to use it. Of course. Oh, you know, sort of. You yeah. Know? And it's like, uh, th- but that was essentially, that was like the, the bottom of the, uh, that was kind of where I operated in mentally for a couple of years, you know, as, yeah, yeah. as a gun owner. And, uh, you but know, I, I think, off- I, I think that even if, if that's where your head's at, I, I think that most people, if they're really pressed, like if you really like dig into, into what they're thinking, I think most people will decide without much convincing that like, no, I don't actually want to like shoot anybody. Of course. And that's, I, th- I think you know, that sometimes people just have this, this idea of like, you know, I, I want to be helpful. I want to help people. Exactly. You know? That's, so. it was more of like, you know, if you were to carry a first aid kit around than like, you know, you trying to be a, right. Uh, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, vigilante. You, yeah. Well, like but, uh, people who carry a first aid kit probably think about, you know, like, you know, I hope like, I'm there to help gonna, someone. What's going to happen when I, when I, if something happens. Know. Yeah, exactly. And that was, and, oh, sorry. It's not, it's not, I'm just saying it's, it's not like a great headspace to be in, but I think it's understandable. And I, and I think, I don't think it necessarily represents like, um, you know, being like eager to, to get into trouble. You know? No. And that's a clear distinction that I think, you know, obviously needs to be made is that, um, that wasn't the, that wasn't the case at all. It was kind of like, yeah. you know, when you're, uh, yeah. Um, like, you know, when I was in the military, I was like, I want to get deployed. I want to get deployed. And then as I, right, tried, right. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm okay with not getting deployed, but if I, <laughs> yeah, if I deploy, yeah. then, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, meeting these, meeting this couple, I, I, their motivation for reaching out to me was that they wanted to get their pistol permit and uh, were just intimidated about the typical gun classes that were out there. They didn't want yeah. to, they didn't want to go into an NRA class with a bunch of, you know, homophobes and, and, and weirdos in there that, that no, were going to judge uh, them I, and make it an uncomfortable experience. And yeah, you know, I've, I've got plenty of stories that people have told me about, you know, going to, you know, not even an NRA class, but like a, like a Texas CHL class and then yep. just hearing all kinds of crazy shit. Absolutely. And I had no idea that there was like this, the, there was this percentage of the population and not even just, you know, 
in the LGBTQ community, but like just a percentage of the population that didn't fit into the typical right wing gun owners right uh, box, and it just kind of opened my opened yeah, my like yeah. you know it's like I saw the light almost. It was like wow, holy crap! There's all these people out here that want information and want to be part of this community, but are either don't know how to be or because they they're not around people in their circles who like guns or, or politically are similar to them. Um, and it's, I didn't really see a lot of, uh, I didn't really see a lot out there bringing that type of thing to the table. So I, um, yeah, started this a better way to a thing. I made a couple stickers and was going to hand them out and, Oh, so these people actually, they were like, you know, we only want to learn from you. And I ended up getting my NRA instructor certification to teach them like legally. Um, so you became you became their kind of like personal like yeah like, like um, Jedi master yeah you know? yeah Jedi master with uh, limit, very limited experience yeah like no a, I know uh, those kids that get slayed by Anakin teaching young Jedi's <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god that's like <laughs> I've seen so no, many but, memes but of that we all, scene we all we all kind of like pass down you know it, it's I I think it's you know, I, I, I always have to be very upfront about, you know, like my lack of like professional credentials, but, but, you know, even so when there's people that know less than you, you know, it's, it is fine, you know, to, as long as like, they know like who you are and what you're about and like what your skill level is, you know, it's, it's fine to pass down knowledge like that. A hundred percent. And sometimes know. it's, it's great to, I mean, not necessarily. Cause, like, Cause what are they, they're going to spend like $300 and go take a class from like, shiv works or something i don't you know it's like they the from what you're telling me like they literally they just had a bedside handgun that they just wanted to not like exactly be dangerous with exactly exactly and that's you know you can you can fulfill that need yeah um, yeah. from the basic nra instructors course the problem is when people take the nra instructors course and think that they are john wick well they you Um, know and and that's part of why I, i sort of drifted away from the the whole idea of like the NRA certification because I, I sort of started approaching it as less of a thing I wanted to do for living a living and more of like a, an activist thing. Yeah. You know, I started looking at, you know, trying to get a different job and then just do like, uh, you know, for people that I know and, and, you know, friends of friends, get them into guns as, as a, you know, sort of a, a kind of like second amendment activism. That's cool. Yeah. And that's, that's essentially all this has been, you know, yeah. I'm happy that, uh, I've just been waiting out my, my NRA cause the NRA is a garbage organization. Um, just been waiting you for know, my instructor certification to run out so I can, uh, and it's, renew it's, with the USCCA. It's funny because you, you know, even as early, this was like 2011, 2010, 2011, I think that I was getting my, my certs. Um, Oh, maybe it was before that, man. I don't know. Time is time is weird since COVID. Anyways, many moons ago, um, when I was getting my my certifications, uh, even then, uh, the the training counselors, what they call them, um, I think, the 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 trainer who trains new trainers, um, <laughs> he was very Jedi explicit. Master. Yeah, that all of the money that you're paying for your, your certifications in these classes and everything goes exclusively to the, uh, the training and certification part of the NRA that there's like a hard barrier between the NRAs like training. Oh, so you're not funding Wayne Lapierre's suits with that. 
and they were very specific. He was very specific about it because, and he, he even like, like brought it up. He's like, I know that there's some controversy about, you know, the, the, you know, political side of the NRA and um, you know, what's, what's going on, what's going yeah. on with the NRA ILA and all that. Um, but he just wanted to like reassure people. It's like, you know, and, and he wanted us to tell our students too, um, you know, that, that any money that goes to the NRA this way only goes to training. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's good. That's, and, I mean, and, you know, and, and like the NRA is the NRA. Right. But, but I, I think that, that that shows that even then there were, there was an idea within the NRA and people affiliated with it, that maybe this organization was not, uh, going in the right direction it's a little weird like the nra is that that uh family member that when they walk in the room everybody stops talking and it's like oh, they're crap, like they're oh jeez okay God, and they have to like explain it. it to their friends they're like <laughs> the nra was the uncle that used to do tons of coke in the 80s and and still shows up with his 86 uh corvette to like parties and it's just like yeah. fuck they're here and now he does meth <laughs> that escalated quickly yeah um <laughs> used to wear suits now he wears uh sarongs oh they still sarongs <laughs> nice hey i'm all about the comfy shoe i'm just hey, man i'm i'm just uh, i'm just talking about my uncle i'm sorry oh oh geez. <laughs> you wanna, i mean if you want we can pause this no no have, no if no, you want to no, cry no, i just i'm just throwing it out there i'm sorry <laughs> my uncle's a great man anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. So, uh, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't, uh, oh. Guns, guns and drugs don't mix for don't, legal don't reasons. Do, we uh, have to say that. Yes. For legal reasons. Um, so there's a, it's, it's such a weird time to be starting a podcast as two incredibly professional individuals with so much no, to bring I, to the world. Uh, you know, I wanted to say this earlier. I think it's just like the perfect time for you to start not necessarily a podcast, but like, this podcast or this brand, I should say, I think that, you know, um, you, you were talking about, you know, starting in, in the wake of the pulse nightclub shooting is obviously it's a horrible tragedy. Yeah. But I think, you know, as, as well as the interest from the, um, from the LGBTQ community, uh, in firearms after that event, I think in general, absent that event and its fallout, I think there was also already a, a sort of um, growing interest uh, from the from the middle and the left in this country. Um, you know, in, in, in maybe reassessing their views on on firearms ownership and personal defense. Um, Absolutely, and but it's it's weird that something like that it takes things like that to uh, focus you on that that movement, if you will. I mean, that yeah, I, you sure. know, I had no idea that was growing at the time. Yeah. And then, you know, you, we talk about all these events <clears throat> that keep happening that keep pulling people further, you know, further into the, uh, the, the, the gun community um, from outside of it that would have right. typically never been part of it before. I mean, you know, you've, you, like you said, you have the pulse nightclub shooting, you have um, all the events over the last couple of years since the beginning of COVID with George Floyd and, mm-hmm. um, you know, police brutality protests and things like that. And, and yeah. there's, there are tons of people who, uh, I think they like 5 million new gun owners in 2020 alone. Um, yeah. And, and that's insane. You know, that, that is, it's something that is fought so hard against by anti-gun politicians and they're so out of touch that they, they don't acknowledge that kind of thing. I mean, and that's, you know, I'm sure there were some right wing people that, that got involved for the first time, but tons of left, wing left-leaning people well um, sure because you see this 
you know, you have this institution that, um, and it, you know, I think it's important to def- differentiate from like leftists and liberals because I think, um, well, don't worry about it. Like, they'll, they'll do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it sucks because conservative media really, really lumps all yes. left-leaning people into the word <laughs> leftists. And, yeah. you know, for somebody who is like, I, I consider myself kind of center left, um, well, if, if anything, I, I make, which I make it, fun of it, but words there's a matter. difference though. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know, you know, I get schooled all the time on politics. People are, people say, well, you're not, no, I, know, I know. People tell me what I am. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. But, uh, I think, I think the, if, if you are, if you align yourself as a leftist in like a global sense, I think it can be very annoying to be called a leftist, um, you know, by like a, by like an American conservative. I understand yeah. that. Well, absolutely. Cause they've got, you know, they, they, it, to them, it's a buzzword yeah. and you know, a leftists are the reason that, that, uh, yeah. you know, we we're we're dealing with their, you know, critical race theory in schools, leftists. Yeah. And it's like, well, dude, I, you, first of all, I don't think you know what critical race theory is. And I don't think you know what a leftist is. So yeah. Um, it's like but, everything, it's like everything from like a, like a neoliberal to a, you know, um, you know, like a Stalinist or something. You know, it's yeah. All, yeah. I mean, but it's, it's all, you know, it's a spectrum. Like it's, and it's fluid. I feel like because you really can't define somebody else's political views. If they're telling you that they are something different. And yeah, I just, t- you know, like but, whatever people, whatever people tell me they are, I'm like, okay, cool. You know? Yeah. And not in a I, flippant way, but no, like, no, honestly, exactly. because there's no, there's no reason for me to try to like, you know, correct uh, them like a gra- graph you in reference to all the other people I've met and their, and their, you know, particular beliefs or whatever. But the you know, time... I, I do, I do just have to, I, I, it's, it's something that makes me chuckle when it's like, you yeah. know, somebody, some, somebody is like, ta- you know, talking about leftists in America and inevitably someone's like, they're actually conservative. <laughs> yeah. From the back. Like you know? it's, <laughs> like, uh, thank yeah, you. No, we know that liberals know are that actually conservative way. now. And yeah, yeah it's, uh, cool, man. I, that's okay. awesome. But, you know, I, we, are, we are talking about the American political spectrum. I get it. I get it. <laughs> You know, which, which, you know, is, I mean, listen, everyone's opinion is, is, is valid as an opinion. For sure. Um, for sure. And uh, that's the great thing about it though, is that, you know, you can't argue with an opinion, but I, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I forgot where I was going with that, but oh, man. essentially, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> essentially there's, um, talking about the influx of, uh, gun, I just like listening to your from... voice so much. It's, it's hard oh, to God. interrupt, Uh-oh. you you know, when you start talking and especially cause I can see your face right now for, uh, for You're those listening, we, we had a, about an hour long setup to this initial podcast episode where uh, I could not, uh, it, it ended in me buying an Amazon ca- camera because my camera doesn't work and I'm just staring at Andrew's face now and he can't look at me. So uh, I could be doing literally anything in front of the camera right now and you wouldn't know. I'm just using my imagination, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, we are professionals and uh, this <laughs> podcast is about gun culture and gun rights um and not about the things that we do when the camera's off uh, but it you, also I is i believe you were talking so. about the influx of gun owners from the american political left thank you very much andrew i appreciate you <laughs> redirecting me back on topic there oh, um yes so there there um there it's just it's crazy that we've had such a in my opinion like a positive shift in gun culture over the last couple of years because sure. you've got this influx of um new 
ideas coming into the gun community. And that's like any yeah. group, you know, if you have a group that's closed off to um, external stimuli for ever, for however long, like the gun community has been, I mean, it's been a, I, I would say like a stereotypical, like white conservative male oh, yeah, like dominated field. Yeah, exactly. And, and an it's like, so, so, and, and this is, this is kind of one of the things I was getting at with like this being the perfect time for your brand. Well, when I was getting into gun ownership, it was all like forums. Like, I don't know if anybody else remembers internet forums. Um, oh yeah, they still have forums. There's, yeah. Oh no, I know. But, I, but it's something that like, I think a lot of like younger kids, it's like you, you, you tell them about forums. They're like, what do you, like, what is that? Is that like, is that like yeah. TikTok? You know, I don't know. But so it was like all these like, special, dating yourself, like um, Andrew. the, the high road 1911 forums.com, you know, um, these very kind of like, um, I, I want to say ossified, like, you know, socially conservative kind of spaces where, yeah. you know, you could exist there as a, a, you know, an oddball or somebody left of center or even, you know, a, a far leftist, but you had to kind of like self-censor because if anybody there got like, you know, a little, a little whiff of uh, counterculture from you, then um you know you were the, immediately the, ostracized yeah yes. they turn against you pretty quick yeah and so and so i think that um people getting into guns when when i got into guns um and i'm only i'm only like 30 something years old um i think that we kind of uh trained ourselves um to to sort of like keep these things to ourselves yeah well and that's i think <laughs> Oh, There's okay. a oh, puppies. On. No, it's all One good. One second. Bring on the puppies. Pause. <laughs> Pause. It's okay, all right. Sorry about that. We have uh, Andrew's life is blessed with multiple puppies, and uh, all dogs are puppies. It doesn't matter. And, uh, anytime they see anything happening outside, um, there's barking. Nice. Um, well, what we were, I think what we were saying was that, uh, you, you were saying that you kind of have to, um, Oh yeah. We, we learned to kind of self-censor our, our, yeah. our socially, um, chaotic and somewhat liberal kind of tendencies. Exactly. And it's something that I, I've heard a lot, um, from people in more liberal circles and like mm -hmm. left-leaning circles that but, have but, been pro gun, you know, and yeah. that, and that the sense that like their social politics, um, kind of dictate who they hang out with necessarily that, yeah. and, and they don't always mesh well with guns. And yeah. as a result, um, people have, and I've had, I, you know, I have, uh, none of my good friends I have to do this with, but you know, some people at a meeting for the first time and, and whatnot, because I mean, socially my politics are pretty liberal. Um, yeah. But, or left leaning, uh, but then that it's like I've met for the first time and, yeah, guns. like I don't, I don't talk guns. Like I'm not going to bring guns up. They're going to think I'm a yeah. crazy person. Like they're going to think I'm a white nationalist, and that people's minds yeah. automatically go to, and and it's like because thank you, uh, MSNBC and CNN. Yeah, but um, now though, they, it's different. Now it's way better. It's it's much. It's getting much better. Um, not that Instagram is brand new. No, but um, but it helps the, people like realize that there are people like them out there, and exactly. it's like, hey, yeah. I could. Uh, totally be down with helping my neighbor and uh you know like like we are like we're very pro yeah 
gay rights, trans rights, and also pro-gun. And And I think that, that having like a unified platform where you have control over who you interact with, as opposed to having to go to somebody else's, um, like for like server or website or whatever, and then deal with those forums rules. Yeah. Now you've got a, uh, you know, you know, as much, as much as Instagram, you know, makes it difficult for, for gun pages. Um, I think we're currently shadow banned again for like the fifth time. Uh, It's still nice that, you know, it's like if you're, if you're like a socially liberal gun owner, you don't have to deal with, or at least you have a little bit more control over whether or not you're exposed to or interact yeah. with um, like homophobic, bigoted kind of, you know, the, 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 well, cause you're not going to their space, like right? You're, exactly. you're going to your own space and that's, yeah. that's what's awesome about it. And the nice thing about running a page that caters to people, uh, you know, that I wouldn't even call, you know, I, I, I tend not to call the page, uh, left or right leaning like i try to keep right. it unpolitical i try to just pro-gun pro-gun rights for so, everybody and you know i it, what were you saying oh no i was just saying that it's like you know as soon as you're like we're not right wing then like you know people automatically <laughs> like, like i mean all the, left, all the left wingers come because they don't have anywhere else to go which is cool like that and that's the point you know and that's that is really you know what it it I mean, you go on the page and and you could definitely assume from the stuff that we post that it is a left leaning gun page um, Mm. because it lacks the typically fuddy pro gun stuff that you see. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we also show share a lot for like, you know, mutual aid organizations around the area. And I say the area, like the country Um, Mm. and, and donate to, to those organizations and stuff that are typically not, necessarily right-leaning because not because they're not because they're left-leaning but because they're helping people and those groups that happen to be helping people typically like people to people you know not massive organizations typically are are left-leaning organizations and that's Isn't that weird it's super that's weird and, uh, <laughs> you know like i've had people who is that? you know i wonder i have no idea <laughs> cannot tell you um i'm gonna pretend i don't know but um <laughs> there's uh you know, I've shared the, the SRA, the Socialist Rifle Association is a perfect example there. You know, like I wouldn't call myself personally a socialist, no. but these pages are constantly getting their people together and doing like handing out food to houseless people and yeah, uh, replacing taillights and going to the range and doing all these cool things that actually improve their community. And I'll share that. And somebody yeah. will be like, what are you a socialist now? And I'm like, dude, what? Like, Pull your head is, out of your ass. You know, Look what these people are doing. And oh man, God, it's so frustrating. Fuck. It's Sorry. are we are we saying? Have I already cursed? Are we? Are uh, yeah, we, you already said fuck. Oh, I think dang. we can. Ah, nah, dang it. Gosh we darn. Can still, we can. Swear it drives me. We, drives we can bleep out fuck f- if you want. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, we'll just say it drives me up the fucking wall. Um, when it's like this is it, it's it's a big problem on the right. I do get this sometimes from the left. Um, from like mostly from like more authoritarian spaces, like like you know tankies and shit. But it's like you're not allowed to hang out and talk to people that don't believe exactly the same things you do. Otherwise, I'm going to suspect that you believe those things. Yeah. Um, oh, that is a that is a cancer. Uh, and it's like the, okay, in the political space. And I I get it in some senses where it's like, you know, if I see you hanging out with a with a nazi right like a guy that that wants like an actual nazi like an actual nazi who's like on his twitter he's like i think i you know i think ethnic cleansing is great or whatever 
you know, and you're like talking to that. I'm just going to quote you saying that. And that's going to be the opening to this. (laughs) No, no. but you know, you're buying him lunch and you're, you know, you're, you're friendly with him and he expresses his views and you don't challenge him. I'm going to be like, okay, I, you know, I don't trust you. I don't think you're a safe person. Right. Um, but you know, if it's like, if you're just hanging out with someone who's like, I think maybe the economy can be organized differently. You know, like that's, that's something that we can disagree on. Right. And like not automatically flash out at them as somebody who's trying to end your entire way of life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, And and that's the thing that people I think need to, uh, sorry, I cut you off again. No, no. I think I was Um, just vocalizing just, yeah, no, that's, I, that's a big, you know, that's a big issue that I think we have in the gun community too, is, is politics, uh, not without politics there's a ton of infighting in the gun community you know you've got your, your people who <laughs> yeah, swear that uh mosins are still uh and sks are still uh modern uh modern reliable self-defense weapons um and will defend that um they're cool guns by the way i have a mosin and i love it but i would never use it as a home defense weapon unless... man there's still some there's still some real chads out there that are uh you know, that think that 40 Smith and Wesson is like the perfect compromise. Um, I feel seen. <laughs> is that, oh no, is that you? <laughs> I bought this gun. My carry pistol is a MMP 40. <laughs> I bought oh, it boy. 12 years ago. Uh, well, because 12, 12 sh- years ago, that made sense, right? Yes. 12 years ago, that made sense because I didn't know anything. Well, um, not a, no, just, no, 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 no. Give yourself some credit. Whatever you did or didn't know 12 years ago, like professionals with like experience and knowledge were telling people we're saying like, hey, uh, 40 Smith and Wesson is pretty good. Andrew, you build me up. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was, I, I shot a nine mil, I shot a 45 and at the time Connecticut didn't have a magazine capacity ban, uh, mm-hmm. magazine ban with capacity limits. So I was like, I'm gonna get a 40. It's a great mix between, uh, velocity and stopping power. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's a perfectly rational decision. And, yeah. uh, since then, I'm like, man, that's we're just going to chalk that one off the, as the a biggest, learning experience. Yeah. But the biggest yeah, no. kick in the balls was like, there's a, I, I don't even, I can't even find it anymore. I don't, I, I'm not sure I could if I looked, but it was like some statistical study, just hard numbers, a breakdown of like how different um, uh, cartridges performed in similar conditions. Um, and it was like everywhere from nine millimeter to 45. Um, it was like the same, you I know, like not, not, yeah. it's like, they're not comparing like ballistic gel and they're like, okay, how many shots did it take to stop a, a yes. person? Yeah. I've seen how, that. And what it's... percentage of encounters were one shot stoppages. And it was like all the same, you know, well, and like that's three, the thing about 380 was worse and 357 Magnum was better. Yeah. But in between that, it was like all the same. Exactly. And that's that's the thing about getting shot as somebody who's never been shot but doesn't want to be. Um, usually unless you're on some mind altering substance that turns you into the incredible Hulk. Yeah, it probably uh, hurts. Getting shot sucks and you probably stop what you're doing when you get shot. I'm gonna venture um, a guess and say that it's one of the, it's probably one of those things that you don't need to have done to know that you don't want to do it. Yeah. I, I would I would say it's definitely not like touching the stove as a toddler. You know, where you're like, I have to do this. I know it's bad. (laughs) I don't think there's anybody advocating going around saying, please shoot me. I want to know what it feels like. I got to know. I got to know. I got to know. Just uh, for life experience purposes, please shoot me in the leg. Doctor on standby. (laughs) I'm sure there's somebody. 
Oh, how about those guys that stand like uh, that make bulletproof uh, windows for cars or have no, like, dude. body armor? That, I would. That I would shot. put it. I, I would put it down there. I don't care how much you trust your product. Like I, oh man, I don't know what do I make that's comparable. I don't think I make anything that's comparable. Listen, I could. <laughs> if you told me that my sticker is going to last five years on your back window, but if it doesn't, I'm gonna shoot you. I'm gonna fucking would, shoot you in the head. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I don't know. It definitely doesn't last that long, I man. Like, I wouldn't take that gamble, dude. <laughs> which, uh, by the way, a better way to it. Stickers are uh, made with a matte laminate cover. <laughs> I don't know. They last. They last a while. Betterwayto.com. dot com. Now word from our sponsors, which yeah. we don't have. We uh, we are we're our own sponsor. Yeah, exactly. Oh, by the way, if anyone wants to sponsor us more of this uh, shenaniganery, then uh, we'll happily take your money and give yeah. you a shout out. But I um, I love being paid. Yeah, absolutely, money. and especially since we're in the hole negative for this this podcast with everything we've had to buy so far, and but. We uh, they don't doing it because it's fun. And, we're uh, actually making we're making piles of money. We don't need you. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> no, you gotta play, you gotta play we're, hard to get. Like, oh yeah, yeah. No, uh, totally. We we don't need you at all. We I'll uh, have my. I'm actually sitting on a people. chair full of hundred dollar bills right now. Oh, hold on. Federal's calling. Oh, the Fed is calling. No, <laughs> the Fed, the the ammunition. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I should have picked a different one. Sorry. The, the feds call the feds sorry. calling. Wait, me. wait, wait. Andrew, I'm sorry. should Hold we print on. more money? Hold on. Magtech is calling. <laughs> oh man. Is this about the yeah. sponsorship? No, I don't need it. Thank you. <laughs> I have plenty of money. There's um Yeah, no. This is all for fun. Just uh there is this is obviously the first episode and things may or may not change as we go along here, but uh um there are um yeah this is just this is a this is a fun little experiment we're doing and uh, just a little just experiment a, just a couple of wild and crazy guys just a just a couple of pals you know <laughs> just palling around having a great oh, time life is world is everything is, is just wonderful right now nothing yeah, exactly. terrible is happening in the world that, no, that we're avoiding talking about nothing terrible is happening in connecticut right now i mean oh, at God. least in my house oh this got really specific <laughs> oh god well i mean that's yeah sometimes yeah. you know you have one of those existential crises where you're like oh the world's ending and you just have to put your arms out in front of you and say hey this is all yeah. i can change right now yeah that's true bring it back home but uh do you doom scroll do um define doom scrolling for me. like um when you get on your phone and you're looking for bad news and you find it and it makes you feel bad. And you're like more of that. I, I think I do it unintentionally. Um, or I mean, perfect example is like when I hear rumors of something happening, like, uh, because this is the U S and, um, we don't treat mental health and, and, and bullying seriously enough. Uh, whenever I hear a story about a school shooting, um, I will Google like the town and then shooting and uh just the myriad of you know 24 hour news cycle updates that are on google yeah um, oh that's that's yeah brutal. just spiral like oh god and then i then i go on twitter which is the worst thing in the world and i search like the hashtag and just listen to the the fucking brainchilds of of twitter giving their two cents about what we could have done to prevent this and terrible we should have banned the gun or made it illegal for him to kill someone and uh, <laughs> 
yeah so i guess i don't know if you'd call that doom scrolling i definitely do that or i mean yeah i mean like, that's a that's a kind of doom scrolling yeah that's i thought it was like a metal band for a second no. when you said <laughs> no, you it's, doom scroll it's, it's all like, the time it's like Ugh. when the when the algorithm you know so so for for me recently it's been the um uh like firsthand videos from ukraine right and the way they shop yeah. they they pop up on on my feed and then the more i interact with them the more i share with them the more of them there are mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't know i'm just like inundated with this like imagery of 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 warfare and awfulness and, and then do you go to work and everyone's just talking about normal like yeah. western things and you're like what is wrong with you why yeah. why are you not feel like <laughs> yeah. why do you not feel why don't as you feel empty bad? as i do right now yeah, yeah. like that's why oh, aren't man. you sad <laughs> I, the worst is when I, why didn't you uh, make yourself feel sad before you came to work? I know. Why didn't you do what I do with all my positive mental health exercises that don't work? Anyway, this got weird. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'll go to work and, uh, you know, the news will be on and this is, this is a, you know, culture of social media and telegram and things like that. I'll see them post a video on post. I'll see them share a video on CNN or good morning America of, uh, you know, like, the something that happened in Ukraine like a week ago. I'm like, dude, I saw this a week ago. Like, there's so many more things that happened between then and now that are worse. That, like, I feel like, and everyone's like, oh, it's terrible. And I'm just like, you have no idea. Like, do you know what I I watch on Telegram? And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a weird feeling going into the place, and not everyone is on the same page, and yeah. you feel like you're makes you feel like an asshole. Are you taking a picture of me through your? I'm taking. Sorry, I was, my my wife just messaged me. I was taking a picture of uh, how long we've been recording, ah, to, just oh, to okay. prove that we are. I am in here actually doing making something. progress. I wouldn't call this progress, but <laughs> no, <it's> progress. <laughs> it is progress. It is progress. no, but but I 100 percent feel that because um, you know, it's like, and I'm so I'm so different from my wife. Just speaking of my wife, actually, um, where she, you know, she has to avoid news and and firsthand accounts of like all this horrible shit because it very deeply affects her and it it affects me too but um you know in a different way it's like it's like something you know like i I have to know some of it i have to know what's going on but like i can definitely consume too much of it for her it's like sometimes she's just like like i don't want to hear about it um and and i don't blame her no yeah absolutely it's that's and it's so miserable. I have to like walk this line. It's like I, you know, it's like I I watch um I watched a video of uh uh China doing amphibious exercises, and I was like, you know, oh hey, China might start World War Three just offhand, and that fucking wrecked her day because her cousin just joined the navy and is shipping out, oh. uh, to, you know, to the Pacific. Oh God, um, Andrew. And so it was just like the spiral, and I was like, wow, I shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have just casually dropped that. Um, you <laughs> we know, so might I, have World War Three. Yeah, and you know, and who would have thought it was you know Russia instead? But yeah, but you know, it's just one of those things where it's like you know, not every not everybody's approach to to this stuff is the same. And you know, I have to be in my own home. I have to be cognizant and 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 careful. Um, yeah, not to like let too much of of my macabre fascination kind of like ruin ruin her situation. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I, I feel similarly. I mean, my, my wife is, 
she's very up to speed with because her job requires her to be to an extent she's in HR and you know if somebody asks her a question she kind of has to have a general answer um, and on you know with COVID and everything she's very in tune with the news and uh, over the last couple of years she's been on the COVID committee for her for her oh, work boy. and yeah I which was that's a, fun. a blast yeah an absolute blast um, <laughs> um, but uh like as far as the specifics go, um, uh, you know, much, neither one of us watched the news and that's like, we don't have, we don't have cable in our house. We just have the internet. And oh yeah, as a result, we're kind of stuck with what we see on, on social media and on, on streaming platforms and things like that, which is great. Um, because I, I hate the news. The news is miserable, but at the same time, um, you know, being on Instagram, you know, we see our, right. we see a lot of the things that go, uh, go on around the world from very specific, uh, points of view. Um, yeah. and as a result, I feel like our opinions kind of get molded. Well, I mean, that is the media in a nutshell, really. Well, and, and, the, and there's a, there's a feedback to it, right? Like you're, you're getting your news from Instagram and Facebook and you're getting not just news, but like firsthand accounts. And like I was talking about like the algorithm or whatever, um, you know, the, the more of that you consume, the more it, the more it gives you. And I, I'm not saying anything new here. This isn't like revolutionary or whatever. Um, this is smarter people than me have, have said this and taught this to me, but you know, it, it's not exactly an echo chamber, but you, you will start to see the media or social yeah, media. The, like, like social media, like, like what news you see on your social media. It, it is, it is, it is kind of like molded by your interests and, and, and the Absolutely. way that, that you, that you they, behave on social media. And so you start to see, it's like, you know, the, the, the news media, the traditional media has its own problems, but it is entirely like a third party, right? It's somebody else deciding what information for you to see based on whatever criteria. Whereas what you're getting on social media is like very targeted. Yeah, um, no one and is that curated be better, for you. Yeah, yeah, and that can be better, and it can be worse in a lot of ways. Um, and it can be, you know, whatever your your sort of worldview is, it can it can really be self reinforcing sometimes. Yeah, I I agree, and that's they. I think Facebook actually came out and said, you know, that their algorithm was specifically designed to show you things that you agreed with and not things that you disagreed with. Yeah, because they want engagement and they want. Um, dopamine hits and things like mm -hmm. that that keep you coming back for more. And yeah. Showing somebody things that they disagree with is obviously not going to give them a positive experience. Yeah, you might just them. stop getting on Facebook. Absolutely, and you know, as somebody who, uh, as a as a business that uh, thrives on your interaction with it, then why would you do that? Um, yeah. Which is you know kind of sad in a nutshell, but yeah, um, that is the state of affairs that we are in right now. Um, so to digress, because I feel like we've been, this is um, kind of down the rabbit hole here. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, kind of in the weeds. Which we're all oh, hell, hell of weeds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just all day. Um, what would you say? And this is such a weird segue. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is your biggest influence? No, um, there, there's a lot of stuff. We we've speaking about like the the new people coming into gun culture, coming into the the gun community. Um, what would you say with these? I'm trying to figure out how to word this. So we have these events constantly that I think, as terrible as they've been, have been 
um, incredibly helpful to the gun to our gun rights. And I think, I think I know what you're, what you're getting at and why you're being careful about it because there's these horribly tragic events that have, uh, afterwards galvanized people to, to sort of reassess, uh, where they stand with, with guns and gun rights. And is that, is that what you're saying? saying I I would say so. Yes. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. So, so what, uh, so, so, we have identified these events. What, what was, what is it that you wanted to ask me about? These um, well, I mean, specifically like, you know, we've, uh, one of the, one of the things that I've noticed a lot is, you know, with the current situation in Ukraine right now with Russian planes and artillery bombing the shit out of uh, civilian populations. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, you know, in the beginning when the government was handing out rifles to its civilian population, oh, yeah. they, they were training people, you know, I would say loosely, you know, I, I don't know how much you can train a population in two weeks or a month or however long they, well, you, they you can them. teach them not to, not to shoot themselves. Yeah. Sure. Basic, base, basic firearm safety and things yeah. like that. But, um, you know, literally handing out rifles to the civilians, the civilian yeah. population who yeah. wanted one. Um, and, you have, I think we have a huge disconnect in this country specifically or in Western countries in general, because we, we don't deal with conflict like this. Like we don't see conflicts like this in, in our neck of the woods, essentially, you know, where you have a, um, either a foreign invader or a internal, uh, you know, agitator that, that really pits people against people in the way that, uh, Russia is now doing with Ukraine. And, Um, I saw a tweet from, uh, what was it? Occupy Democrats. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Saying, praising, praising this, um, the, this pizza shop owner for handing out rifles, uh, to, I'm sorry, (laughs) pizza shop. Yeah. Show me a pizza shop where you can get a free rifle. Um, handing out, giving free pizzas to anyone who showed up with a rifle. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they said, we stand with Ukraine. But Yeah, talking um, about how the, you know, it, it's like a symbol of the, the fierce resistance that the Ukraine Exactly, were, but were we'll be up. adamantly opposed to uh, well, and the, anyone and the, owning an AR-15 in the United States. While literally, yeah. it, it, you know, crazy shit is happening overseas that can happen anywhere, but people will die on the hill that it could never happen yeah. here. And, and I, I saw a screenshot of these two, of, of that tweet you're talking about. And then a tweet from like some years ago talking about how like no one needs an AR-15 and you're insane if you think that you ever do. Yeah. And then right after that, oh, hold on. There's your hammering again. The hammering. Yeah. It's been a while since since you got He's putting He's putting in um, electrical boxes. Oh. They oh. come they come with a nail in them and you hold it up to the stud and you hammer in the, the nail. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. What was I okay. saying? Um, oh yeah, you, yeah. So, so juxtaposing these two like l- like logically incompatible tweets, like these don't like they you you cannot hold both of these positions. Now, of course, probably what has happened is there's some years in between. Whoever's running the account maybe maybe a, a different person. It may have changed hands several times. Occupy Democrats is like an organization. They they may employ different people at different times. So it yeah, may not be not the same person saying that mind. first thing. Yeah, right. By by any means, yeah. But it still demonstrates I, I think that there definitely are people who have not yet resolved that cognitive cognitive dissonance between 
you know, being uncomfortable seeing people with AR-15s here at, at home and then being like excited at the possibility of, you know, you know, just regular people standing up to this, this, uh, giant Russian army. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, I, I think it's, everyone has like this red dawn fantasy, I think. And especially gun oh, owners, man. you know, that, yeah. uh, you know, you're going to you know, everybody... fight against. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, no. An, I'm an interrupter. No, no, no. I, I, I quite enjoy it. Um, you know, everyone has this, uh, red dawn fantasy that, you know, I'm going to own a gun and I'm going to fight against government tyranny one day and, or, uh, or a foreign invader or something like that, you know, and, and this is, it's going to go exactly like the movie red dawn where the inexperienced rebels are going to rise up and fight against the organized experienced invading force. And, um, I, well, one, I, I don't necessarily, Ukraine is a very different situation because Ukrainians, I think they have like, you know, because of their history there, I think somebody said like 1% of the entire population uh, has been in combat, which yeah it, it sounds like a low number, but think that's about- That's actually a lot of people. Yeah. That's a ton of people. And, you know, when you have that many people with firsthand knowledge being- uh, able to be used as a resource to teach other people. That's, that's a crazy duplication of, of, of efforts. And, um, you know, you, people, people don't quite understand that. Like we're kind of in a similar situation here though. Not necessarily, I wouldn't say 1% of the population. I don't really know what the number is, but yeah. you know, you figure after nine 11, how many people, you know, we had this culture of join the military that. and what I could probably Google that. What percentage yeah. of America? Well, we had this like, culture of join the military serve your country things like that so and now all these people have gotten out for the most part and you've got tons of people who have that kind of experience that uh, it makes 2.5 million opinion, by the way 2.5 million people have seen combat or in the military uh post 19 post 9 11 military veterans that have served all right well you could say who have had military experience 80 percent um, of those have spent some time in an overseas combat zone wow all right so less than one percent um, of our population for sure yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but the argument, I think, could be made that, you know, while we are not being invaded by a foreign country, if we ever if something like that ever happened, you know, you'd have plenty of people with the experience to not to, not even including the amount of people who have never joined the military, who know significantly more than the people who were in the military, you know, about firearms and tactics and things like that. You know, this, this new gun culture that we have, yeah. um, that I think it would be even more appropriate for us to have the type of, uh, firearm freedom that, um, they are supporting in another country right now, just because we don't have a current enemy that we're physically fighting on our, in our backyards. Doesn't well, mean okay. That. So, so just backing up a little bit, Ukraine did not, Ukraine had, looser firearms laws than a lot of Europe beforehand before, yeah. like before all of this, before even, um, you know, the, the Crimean, uh, annexation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really did not have anything like, um, the, the widespread ownership and usage that, uh, America has, uh, you know, like, like semi-automatic magazine fed rifles, like modern, modern, like private ownership. Right. Right. Um, but, the the kind of the the gamble that the government of Ukraine made um, was that was not that handing out rifles is going you know like like it's not that that everyday citizens with rifles are going to beat back the the Russian military right it's that 
it's going to make taking the cities more dangerous, more scary, more costly. What is going on? <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> he's drilling a hole in the, uh, wow, that sounds the, violent studs it's, uh, to pull wire through. There could not have been a weirder time for that sound. <laughs> Hang on a second. So the governor, government of Ukraine, uh, I, I don't think they thought they were going to win the war with civilians with AKs, but it makes the landscape of the of the cities a lot more difficult to navigate. Um, and you can see that in the way that that it's it's slowed the advances into into Kiev in, in particular, where it's like. You know, they can't just roll up to a military target and then fight soldiers. They have to get safely through, you know, they have to go down sporadic civilian roads, fire, sporadic civilian fire, Molotovs. Um, and, you know, all of these things are not like existential threats to tanks, but it slows them down because they need to travel with infantry. And once tanks are moving slow and bunched up, you know, then come the javelins, the in-laws, the, the drones, you know, uh, the yeah. artillery. Yeah. Um, and so it makes the whole operation more costly. And, and I think that that's something that neither side of the gun debate wants to talk about when we talk about the role of civilian ownership, civilian gun ownership in, in, in something like, like fighting off an invasion, right? You know, the, it's not that you with your AR-15 that you occasionally practice with are going to be like a heroic soldier. It's that before you die, you're going to make it more difficult for the invading army. Just damn. a little bit. That damn spicy take. You know? Yeah. And, and that's, that's difficult for people who might put themselves in that position to, to come to terms with beforehand. Right. Like, or I um, think like people recognizing that they are not John Rambo. Right. And unless you, pra- I mean the, the amount of practicing you would need to do daily but to, but to be you know, that level of and that's not Rambo, yeah. but maybe John Wick would be a better John example. Wick. No, Ram- Rambo would be a good Rambo is a good. Yeah, but Rambo like just reference tactically speaking, just that. Would, well, but, but that's the thing, right? It's, a, it's like it's just a it's one of those things. That's, it's it's a really uncomfortable concept, um, and and I I think that the the people of Ukraine facing this this existential threat um, got comfortable with it real quick. Um, but I think even here in the States, even seeing what's going on over there, um, I, I don't think that even pro gun people are, are ready to admit that like, you know, no, they're not going to be shooting down uh, fighter jets with an AR 15. That's not the point though. You know, the point yeah. is not to win. The point is to make it more difficult. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, um, Perfect. And it's the same, it's the same. And then when you talk about like resisting like your own government, right? Like, you know, and this is, this is the, the real tinfoil hat founding fathers shit. Um, you know, and you know, Eric Swalwell's like, you know, you know, the gun owners, you're going to have to, you can't fight nukes with AR-15s. It's like, we don't have to fight nukes, you know, you just have to fight people. You just have to fight people because you need people to take towns. Exactly. And I think that the biggest thing, you know, that people, you know, there's a difference between a, like why the military does it, a show of force. Yeah. You know, if you have mm-hmm. a, if you have a population where every single person is armed or a good portion of the population is armed, 
that alone is a deterrent for countries for sure. to invade for for your own government to get froggy um, even if even if they make the calculation and they say we can do this we can defeat this civilian militia we could kill them all to a man and take this objective even if they make that calculation they still might not do it because it still might be too expensive yeah i hate um, the word militia i feel like it's yeah like right a, <laughs> it's such a loaded <laughs> it's like a it's bunch of people who thing. look like us like in in camo just people who, is, who have no who business being in combat that? fucking oh um it was a, a forgotten weapons video he said the same thing he's like he's talking he's talking about what we're talking about he's talking about ukraine and he's like you know oh i hate to use the word militia i'm like i do too buddy there are the thing like you know uh, that i try to tell people and and i would say the majority of militias quote unquote are right wing but there are a ton of groups of people who train together and shoot together oh, who are I not right wing and I love and them. don't call themselves militias. Yeah. So I don't like the word militia because militia, you know, you think of a bunch of people with guns. Right. And, right. It's, it's kind of like, it's a, it's a word that those people use, you know? Yeah. Or like, um, yeah it's like it's like it's like assault rifle you know yeah it's like i don't even think most militias call themselves a militia (laughs) you know it's kind of yeah it's kind of like a like a like a cnn term yeah a little bit and and oh my watch just told me i earned an hour towards my stand goal sitting down that's good thanks hey Um, (laughs) really cheating the system (laughs) little wins um you know and i i don't think that uh, uh where was i going with this um there's there's a difference between, you know, people, like I said, people think that they're going to be in this Red Dawn militia. And like what you said, where you're you're going to be a bit of resistance that can pick off maybe a couple people if you have a concealed position. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you're probably shooting from the woods or inside your home, which, you know, a bunch of APCs and, and right. military uh, are, are going to be able to kind of liquidate pretty quickly. Um, and there's, there's a difference there's... between. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 there's there's a difference between the two. Um, and I think the majority of people who who train and who shoot aren't in a aren't in a militia. Don't don't. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, I think it's a funky term because I think the word militia has been ruined by threepers <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know these like been. weirdos that that stormed the Capitol on January sixth. But uh, <laughs> they're the fun, fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. We are two percent, three percent of the population fought against the the. In the Man, Revolutionary War, which crop. I think has I'm gonna, been, I'm going to alienate some potential uh, audience members here and say that the that whole idea is such a crock of shit. I, I agree. I don't think it's well. I'm not I don't think it's agreeing or disagreeing. I think it's been disproven that it yeah. was significantly more than three percent of the population. Yeah. Wow. Or something like that. I don't know. It's bullshit statistics that you only tell fuds. They're like it's like we're the chosen ones. We're the protagonists of this story. Yeah, exactly. Keep keep saying that as you uh you know deny your gay grandson. <laughs> Jesus, weirdos. <laughs> it's tra- sorry. It's though. it's you know? so yeah. Like I'm gonna save this country. But, I'm gonna you save know, this country only from... only for the whites. Yeah, I hate. God. Oh God, I, <laughs> why did why did I just get that accent? Not everybody from the South is a racist. Homophobe, yeah, buddy. everyone. God. Oh yeah, you live in Texas. Yeah, it's not technically the South. <laughs> Oh, it's, there's it's the south, literally there's the, the most southwest south. And there's Texas. Oh, I, I think it's the, oh, well, you're the but closest. It, anyways. Whatever. It, anyway, <laughs> go, semantics. Going back to the, semantics. Back to the, the Ukraine thing, I, I really, I never want to hear anybody ask why I need an AR-15 again. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, as, 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 
as brutal of a of a situation as it is over there, um, I think that it has definitively answered the question of why um, why civilians should have military s- small arms or have yeah, access to, to military. Yeah, arms. absolutely. And I think you it's know, a settled I, question. I, I don't think there's any more debate yeah. about it. And unfortunately, unless you you know continue to move the goalposts and say that this will never happen here, <laughs> it's I think it's a very legitimate argument considering. And I don't. I don't think that your rights come from a piece of paper from people who wrote it, you know, 250 no. years ago or, or whatever. But, you know, I think one of the um, mistakes that gun owners use when they defend the Second Amendment, and when I say Second Amendment just for future notice, I mean, I mean, just gun rights in general. I don't mean sure, like sure. written words on a document. But I think one of the mistakes that people make when they defend gun rights to people is that they say it was, oh, it's to defend against a tyrannical government, which is 100% true, but the average, you know, uh, sheltered, soft suburbanite is not going to agree with that argument. And up until now, where we've seen a first world country, and I I specify first world because there's been so many conflicts up until Ukraine of, of, you know, in Africa and the Middle East that, that have gone through the same thing that we've never... People have never really cared about, unfortunately. Well, they, they think and, it's like a whole but, other fucking planet, you know. Well, that like, that uh, news reporter from CNN, I think it was. Oh said, my god, oh, these it people. This is different. These people are oh, civilized. Oh, these people god, have it Netflix. Hurts so much to hear that. <laughs> oh my god, dude, what are you doing? Like, and they and, they really thought that was like a good idea that, to just yeah, like no, this will definitely make people relate. Yes, they have and Netflix. like they how many watch. people were involved in that segment? That were like, yeah, this is that good. Cleared it it. The, that okayed it. Yeah, totally yeah. okay, guys. I, I'd say we run it. Run the full clip. Jesus. Yeah. So <laughs> my, uh, like, I think now, I still don't think saying, you know, oh, the, the, the gun rights are to fight an oppressive government is is a great argument because it leaves so much to be desired. Like, it's not, it's it's not a tangible argument, but, but I it's think a, now it's, yeah. of all... Yeah, now of all times, now that we see it happening in real time on, on social media... Um, I, I think it's an extremely valid argument mm-hmm. now for, for people to for people to keep in the back of their head. I'd say yeah, it's definitely um, not the main reason I have an AR fifteen. Yeah, um, no, I, I only bought an AR fifteen because I was told I couldn't have one. To well, be honest. This yeah. was And that's a good I, reason. I, yeah. I mean, and that's you gotta wonder how many other people are like that. I was yeah. I was still in the military. Thankfully I could still buy the stuff, but I, I uh it was after the Sandy Hook shooting and I bought uh, unintentionally um my AR on the year anniversary, which I, it's like, once I realized oh. that I felt God, like if I was that gun shop owner, I'd be like, dude, you know what you're doing right now? And I was just like in my head, I didn't think twice about it. I was just like, Oh, I'm getting out of the military in two years. Uh, I should get an AR now while I can still buy one. And then like later on, I looked at the date on the receipt and I was like, Oh fuck. Um, so, but that was like, I mean, they were like, Hey, you can't own an AR 15 anymore. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to go out and buy one. And, uh, that was, that was really it, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I kind of forget where we were going there, but, um, Oh, we were, we were just talking about oh, um, yeah, arguments against, uh, owning our 15th. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's any, any reason to own one is a good reason. Yeah. Honestly, because nobody's going to tell you, like we were saying earlier, opinions are opinions and, and you can't tell somebody their opinion is wrong. So I'm going to own one because you say I can't. That's a great, that's a great way, 
great reason to own one. If you yeah. want to own it because you want to so. put ornaments on it and dress it up like a Christmas tree, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> I support you, man. It's not what I'm about, but you know. Nah. <laughs> but hey, go for it. No, it actually I sounds just, like a great idea. Yeah, I just think history, just again and again, has shown that um, you know there's a lot more to uh, armed conflict than uh, just who has the biggest uh, hardware. You know, absolutely. Um. That's that's, well, that's perfect all. example. You know, now I mean, we can use this as an example. But for years, we used to say, "Well, look about when look when Russia invaded Afghanistan and got oh, spanked." Yeah. Now it's like man, it seems like every time Russia invades somewhere, they get spanked. But that's I wonder if there's uh, is, are there any other countries Georgia, like that? But, uh oh, like they. Well, I was gonna say they they didn't with Georgia, unfortunately. But um, that was uh any what like any other countries that have invaded and just like they just invaded. constantly get spanked. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> the us, well, we, I, we struggle for sure. I mean, we did with Vietnam and then what we had the middle East, I think just because George Bush stands on an aircraft carrier and says mission accomplished doesn't mean we won anything. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think, I think we have trouble determining our objectives and knowing when to quit, but I don't, I don't, I don't know of another major military that just gets its, uh, huh. gets its shit dismantled think... every time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're. I, I don't. I honestly, you know. So I don't think anybody else has tried. I think. Don't think anybody. I was else just going to say America that. Has like tried. I don't to think like anyone invade. else has just like declared war as <laughs> often as we yeah. have. And and that's because for most countries they're like, hey, yeah, that's probably, not a great idea, and probably don't do that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, uh, it's may it's may come as a, a surprise to somebody, maybe not. But uh, I'm a generally anti-war guy. Um, just to throw that out there, that's that's part of my politics. I think it's a good a good way to be. I don't think anybody wants. I think the last war that we were really justified in being in was was World War II, and even that was only once we got bombed. I mean, we should have, you know, we, we knew about the Holocaust happening, and we were like, ah, <laughs> like just went right back yeah. to bed. But yeah, that was. Uh, we I think we should have. That was justified for us to be involved, and obviously, you know, we yeah. should have been involved in sooner. But. Um, yeah, I don't. I I think being anti-war is pretty good. Obviously, there are certain extenuating circumstances that require intervention, but I don't think in the way that we've been intervening uh, at all in recent history. Yeah, um, sad. Well, we've 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 covered some topics. Yeah, I we've talked so. about some things. We, we had some really smooth segues from one topic to another. Yeah, extremely smooth. Very segues. organic. Not. Very referring professional to notes written down before definitely me. don't have a word document open in another no. window no i don't use microsoft word well we actually well a goog document a goog, a, goog. a little goog i will say this was uh this was as organic as it could get considering i think we may have touched on one or two things in this entire page <laughs> of topics and um the rest was just incoherent ramblings from two people who just like love to listening here. to themselves talk yeah that's Watch it. Well, I guess that's. I love listening of, uh, to you talk, Jordan. Oh, like, well, that's the thing I was going to say. I don't think either one of us likes listening to ourselves talk, but I love your voice. No, I like Silky. listening to myself. Silky. Oh, okay. Well, I like listening to myself <laughs> with a professional microphone. I'll tell you that. I mean, I just whisper into my own ear. Sweet um, nothings. Andrew, do you have any closing remarks you would like to add? Oh, um, besides just centrally breathing into the microphone, which is also good. Keep your socks dry. Yeah. Can we do that? Can we just end this with like a good tip every now and then? <laughs> yeah. Keep your powder dry, children. Put 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 
citric acid in with your detergent in your uh, in your dishwasher if you have one. What does that mean? What does that do? It it helps uh, get off um, like crusted on uh, food and also like lemon juice. Calcium. No citric acid, dude. Like like powdered citric acid. Oh, I thought citric acid was like in lemon. Like it is. Lemon. Yeah, citric acid is in citrus, but you can also get just pure citric acid and you use it in your in your dishwasher for whatever you application can, you desire. You can also, if you if you've like made pasta and there's like hard water or like salt um, deposits on your pan that you can't get off with soap, um, hot water with citric acid will we'll get that off. Wow. So thanks everyone for joining the uh, listening to the A Better Way to a podcast mm-hmm. with uh, added dishwashing and uh, laundry tips. Um, yeah. And uh, this, uh, we'll see you next time. Wait, don't don't put citric acid in your laundry machine. Oh, I'm don't oh, don't do that. Don't put dishwashing. Citric, this is the A Better Way to a <laughs> and don't put citric acid in your laundry machine okay. show. Thank you. Thank you. But you can use vinegar. Okay, thank you. Bye. God damn it, Andrew. (laughs)